Carrie and Tommy about to go off. We know you've waited around all day for this Carrie and Tommy podcast to drop. But if you're raising a glass to us, or any moment, big or small, Liquorland will bring the drinks. Shop in store or online and click and collect in 30 minutes. Cheers. Liquorland. Choose to drink wise. And Tommy Little. This is Carrie and Tommy. No, it isn't. Not for your Monday afternoon. No, Carrie uh, went on a big wave surfing trip on the weekend and apparently has been delayed today. So I think she'll be back tomorrow. But filling in, the fantastic Dave Thornton is here. Thanks, guys. And I've really kicked off with a bang because there were some chilli chips that were getting handed around. (laughs) Somewhat of a reaction to it. We're both sweating. Yeah. Does it get worse when we get older? You would think it. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The back section does. Something about when I remember hearing what people say, oh, you'll feel that tomorrow when you ate chili. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And then I ate 30 and I was screaming on the toilet. (laughs) 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 Wow. We've just started about a minute in. I just wanted to let you know what the tone was. We've got a massive show uh, coming up, um, including... My next physical adventure that I want to um, share with not only you, but everybody, it's very close and I have not started training and I don't know if I should have yet, but anyway, we're going to talk about that later this hour, but up next, I'm slightly nervous because Thorno, all it says on the board is Thorno's thoughts, which other than being an awesome alliteration, it's great because I'm on your show and I'm going to give you my thoughts about you and where you're at. (laughs) That's next. Carrie and Tommy. No Carrie today. We've got Dave Thornton filling in. Yes. And on the board it says, Thorno's thoughts. And this came about because, Tommy, I've known you now for 15 odd years. 15 years probably, yes. Yeah. That's a big chunk of life. That is a big chunk of life. And I remember when we first met, I remember you were talking about, quote unquote, growing up. And you remember saying, oh, I'd go down, I'd uh, finish the clubs at three in the morning, go home. Mm. Don't go all night anymore. Yes, I was pretty proud of that. Yeah. I reverted back to going all night for a while. Well, I was going to say, you've gone the opposite in what I thought would yes. happen. But I saw last... Sport hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people need jobs. Yeah, among other people. But mm-hmm. um, I saw you last week <laughs> and it shocked me to my very core yes. because you've got two fur babies now. Aggressive pit bulls. Don't oh, come near them. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I've got muzzles. <laughs> they, I muzzle them. They're terrifying. Rocky and Rambo are what breed? Guard dogs. Guard dog breed. They're mutts, kind of. They're a mix of, I think there's Great Dane in there. There's a bit of, there's definitely Pitbull. Um, they might have snuck a bit of poodle in there. They're the least <laughs> hardest dogs I've ever seen. They're tough. They are not. They're tough. They do this thing at the moment because I've got them hid- hidden behind um, uh, baby gates so they can't get to the front door because they run out. <laughs> and so now when I come home, they're behind the baby gates, but they bounce up and down on their back legs. It is so terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> they're yeah. scary. It's also to keep Johnny inside. But yes, I... That's my geriatric housemate. Yeah. And... He can't open the gate. So these, from <laughs> what I gather, they're like King Charles Cavaliers. 
something like that. I don't know, mate. And uh, you were walking along the street with a navy blue windbreaker on, like my mum would wear. Mm. And it needs the pocket at the front for treats. And I thought, <laughs> muzzle, sorry, for, for their muzzles. <laughs> Just a bit of scrogging in case you go for a long walk. Yeah. I'm one step away from cargo pants. I honestly am. And this is the most responsible I've ever seen you in the whole time we have lived together. Oh, known each other. Thank you. And then, is um, that good? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I have two kids. Mm. And Same. It's good. <laughs> it's good to see you with some responsibility. I wish sometimes you'd muzzle yours, to be honest. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's unfair. They didn't need to be dragged into this. But not to put too much of a scare on you, because I didn't realise when I had kids how much they would cost. Mm. As in daycare, there's obviously, yep. oh, you've constantly got to feed them. Yeah. Like at least three times a day. Yeah, you do. Oh, mate. And since talking to other mates who have pets, I found out that dogs can cost more. The yep. kids. Yeah. Even I've just got to pay off all the people the dogs have bitten. Just a bit of hush money. It's costing me a fortune. <laughs> all those things. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to throw this out on 131060. Yeah. Does your dog cost more than my kids? Now, my kids, for daycare, they probably cost about 20 grand a year. Mm. But I've heard people throw out more than that. Even if the dog gets sick, like my mate, he rescued a dog. It cost him $21,000. Yeah. Just with all the hospital bills and everything else that comes involved. Well, if you just look from a base level of a vet versus a doctor bill, vets are a fortune. Like, I don't know. Surely it's less qualified. I'm sorry to offend Ooh. all of the vets out there. Wait, what? Surely a vet is less they, qualified they have, than a doctor on a person. They have to work with every species on the planet bar one. A doctor yeah. only needs one. Yeah. I'm, so, obviously, I love my dogs and God forbid anything would ever happen. But if you lose one, there's not a criminal investigation. The stakes are much higher for people. What is your intent with Rocky and Rambo? I'm happy to be wrong on this. A vet's more qualified than, than like doctors. I mean, there's a lot on their plate. That's what I'm just saying. But they can't talk. Like, as in, they can't go, oh, I reckon that operation was a bit screwy. Uh, have you ever met a parrot? That's true, actually. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> They've just got to teach him to say, it was perfect, and the doctor was very caring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what do you want to know? What costs more? People yeah, who have got People have spent more on their pet, just for the more res- uh, to have more responsibility for you yes. so that you realise what you're taking on board, mate. It's mm. not just the love and it's not just the attention, okay? You also need to put finance aside to make sure that these dogs... Live a full and fruitful life. You know I'm good at budgeting. This will be a very oh, helpful yes. chat. Give us a call, 131060. What costs more, your pets or your little people? Carrie and Tommy. Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little, but we got no bickers today, so we've got Dave Thornton filling in. And coming up after 4 o'clock, something is washed up on a beach that is worth millions. The cops can't track it down. Yes, that's very exciting. But right mm. now, Thorno, you're mm. asking the question on 131060, what costs more, pets or People. That's right, because you've got two little dogs, very cute Massive dogs. dogs. They're, they are not dogs. <laughs> ripped a bloke's arm off the other day. Clean out, clean off. No, no. Bear. They look like two little mops. They look like cleaning products. They're ferocious. Don't rob me. And I've got two humans I made, and so we're now trying to compare which mm. one costs more. Because my kids' daycare, it'll cost you 20 grand a year at least. Least. Is that how much it costs for daycare? Yeah, they do amazing work, but geez, it um, <laughs> costs a lot. And I mean, for a man who doesn't work during the day often, this is the, the one day, and thank you for coming in, um, but that's a lot of daycare where you're just at the cafe. 
Mate, comedy is just constantly you've got to dream, you know, you've got to think about things. <laughs> so hard. What about Danny here from Coffs Harbour? Mate, um, I'm assuming you've got a dog, Danny? Mate, I do. I have a little Aussie bulldog. Sick. Oh, you. Oh, an actual dog. Gotcha. Not like Tommy's. Now, how much? <laughs> no, exactly right. My mind's got a bit of bulldog, I think, Danny. <laughs> Absolutely sure. not. And what, was it an injury or is it just general costs? No, no, it was an injury. Well, she's a very expensive dog. She's always, she's our little fur baby, but yeah. she just had a recent accident. Um, yeah, jumped off the veranda, snapped her ACL, oh. which was quite a sufficient um, surgery, went in. That one was, let's say, close to five grand by the time she had all the medication, needles and stuff. And yeah. a week and a half later, she's supposed to go into three months recovery, like lock in a cage. Week and a half later, oh, took wow. off and a bucket wrapped around a lead. And anyway, long story short, done damage. So she had to go back under and get every, all the pins, plates ripped out. And now that she's got a rod straight through her leg. So that was another. So with all the medication needles, we're up to just under ten grand at the moment. She's still got to go back in and get some more X-rays done. See, so that's it, just if one that, operation. And, and if Danny, if that was a kid, you, you could go yes. to a public hospital and exactly you get out of there right. for nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Ten k for your fur baby. Yes, but they bring more joy than kids. You, I call my kids flesh pets. Is that going to take <laughs> off? Oh, my gosh. What's more ferocious, your kids or his dogs? Uh, no, my kids, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They'd be terrified of my dog. G'day, Jason. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Have you got a kid or a pet? Well, it's actually a guy I go to the gym with. His boxer, boxer dislocated its back hips oh. and $28,000 over two surgeries to get it fixed. Oh. 28K. Tommy, you got two dogs too, so you multiply that by two, Tom. They're not going to both do hips at the same time. Unless they're, they're up to some nefarious activity <laughs> together. Yeah, I knew I shouldn't have put them in tango classes yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Those are expensive <laughs> too. Gosh, what do you mean I've got to pay out this semester? I've been in one class. Thank you, Jason. Who you got? Oh, no. We got Piper here. Piper, uh, how much did your dog cost? He. For about three years, he cost about 30 grand because when he was five months old, he um, had like elbow dysplasia. Oh, yeah. And so was that the medical bills that cost all that? Yeah. And every morning we have to give him between three and five like bits of medicine because he's got a pancreatic disease and he's got a skin infection and he's allergic to like 27, 27 different types of plants. Oh, oh. Piper, what's your dog's name? Um, Mac. Mac, sick name. Do you do you love your dog heaps? I love them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon? I mean, I know I can hear that you sound young, but um, w w do you think that um, dogs give people more joy than um, kids give them? One hundred percent. Do you think you've been harder work for your parents than the dog? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie and Tommy. Carrie is away today, so we've got Dave Thornton filling in. And whatever the occasion, Liquorland will bring the drinks. Shop in store or online and click and collect in 30 minutes. Cheers, Liquorland. Choose to drink wise. You don't need to wait till the weekend to treat yourself. Uh, if you want to have a special moment midweek, just get into Liquorland and get yourself something delicious for tonight. Um, up next on the show, though, uh, Dave Thornton. I need to bring up something with you. It's something I've got planned. Um, it's a it's a physical adventure that I have not started training. It might shock you. I have not started training for, and it's it's quite soon, and I don't know if I should do it or not. Anyway, that's next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Woo!
Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little, but no because today. So we've got Dave Thornton filling in. Yes, uh, Dave Thornton, um, comedian, um, uh, host, also mountaineer. Yeah. Would yeah. you say that? Oh, man, it changes you a bit. You know, when you go up a mountain and come back down again, mm. you know, just your perspective on things. If you have um, not heard before, Thorno and I hiked uh, Mount Kilimanjaro at the start of the year. And when I say hiked, I, I mean, I hiked it. Um, Dave, you kind of stumbled a bit to the top. What would you say? Oh, look, you know, like really great athletes, they don't talk about their injuries. If as long as you got through the game, you know what I mean? You I- pushed through and persevered. I can talk. I can talk about your injuries. Um, so, <laughs> I reckon we were fifty meters up um, on our summit hike, and um, Dave's pack was off. One of the guys had his pack, and then we got to the point, and this is where it gets glamorous, where <laughs> I, um, each time Dave needed to go to the toilet, he couldn't move his hands enough to do that, and so he had to look at me and say "toilet," and <laughs> I had to undo his pants. Yeah. And I still do it now with no altitude. <laughs> I just did it on the break then on the show. <laughs> I thought you would be the perfect person to ask about um, w- what I'm about to do because I've planned a, a, a mountain for the end of the year. You're doing another one. Mm. And it's actually the reason I did Kilimanjaro because it's the first time ever w- with all the, the dumb stuff I've done, going to Antarctica and running there and swimming the channel. My mum has never said don't do any of it, learning to fly. And I planned to do this actually when we were meant to be hiking. And my mum said, please don't. I'd never hiked anything before. She said, please don't do this mountain without doing at least one other. And so I, that's why we decided to do Kilimanjaro. The mountain I'm doing at the end of the year, uh, its name makes it sound a bit. It's called the Mountain of Death. And it's in- The um, Mountain of Death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, Sounds chill. So, so, yeah. so would you swim across the Channel of Drowning? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, I anything, forgot who I was working with. If anything, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Especially if you make it. That's sick. <laughs> so the Mountain of Death, it only got that nickname because it is the um, deadliest mountain in South America. Um, and I'm doing it in December. Do you think I should have started training? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't. And I'm wondering how bad that is. Because... Kilimanjaro, I don't know. How much training did you do? I did a little bit of training, but that's about, because it's 6,000 meters off memory. That's yep. the top of it. Yeah. And that's a, at about the precipice where you can not do a lot of training. You know, the oxygen's fairly thin, but anywhere above that, you've really got to get your body yeah. ready for it. So this one's 7,000. <laughs> so it's, it's another kilometer higher. Um, I, as you know, I bought... Um, my hiking gear the day before we went away to Kilimanjaro. Yeah. And I saw it. No, I, no, no. I forgot no, no. pants. No, no, you bought it. You and Johnny bought it while you were, you'd had a few drinks. You had. And you were pulling off tags while we were hiking. Just yes. like, oh, oh, look, I got this one uh, yes. for cheap. This is good. Yeah. And I forgot, <laughs> I forgot pants. So they had to lend me Adidas three stripe pants to do the cool. summit climb in, which weren't bad. Um, they said to Johnny, why do you have three pairs of gloves? And he said, I don't know. And they looked at me and said, why do you have just one glove? And I said, I don't know the answer to that either. And so they lent me some gloves as well. So I haven't got the gear for this hike. Um, yeah. So no lessons learned. No, Which is good. No, but I plan on training. I just think I'm running out of time. Yeah. But what do you need to do for training? Altitude training, I'm assuming? I guess. I'm, I'm not, I haven't, you don't know what training would what look you, like. What, but how do you train for a walk? Like I walk around. I don't think it's the walking part that's the hard part. It's 
walking on an angle where there's no oxygen. How do I do that? I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. Uh, do you have – I got sent um, – because I'm in a, in a group uh, chat about this walk – and um, a guy goes, oh, a friend of mine has done it. He's a very experienced mountaineer. Yeah. And um, he goes, I'll get some advice from him. So he sent this through to the group. Absolute of a mountain to climb. It's a real slog, lots of wind. And there's something called penitentes, which are like icicle sticks that stick up like five or six feet in the air. I'm hoping he doesn't get those because those normally happen early season, so like December, because you have to kind of cut them down. It's like cutting through a woodland. But it's hard, hard work because the the wind comes off the Pacific and hits the mountain. So it's very windy. Um, it's, it's real. It's not technical climbing at all. Um, it's just really hard work. It's a big slog of a mountain. It's tough, tough, tough. So that's, I, sorry, I blanked out for a bit. Did he say it's fine? He said it's the opposite of fine, okay? I go to Bali. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Is there a mountain of death in Bali? No, there's not. There's yeah. the opposite. You can just lay on a beach and do nothing. <laughs> I reckon, to be honest, you know me, I would get in far more trouble in Bali than I would True. on a mountain. Yeah, that actually. Mm. Anywhere near Wi-Fi. So, so I, figure, <laughs> I figure maybe it's just about building confidence. And so maybe we just need to speak to people who have achieved great things without any training. And maybe that's the, the thing I need to strap my wagon to, right? 131060, what have you achieved with absolutely zero training? Yeah, call in or read the obituary either way. Um, <laughs> there will be people who have done some amazing stuff. Without training. Without training. You don't believe it? No, I'm sure they have. I just don't know if this is good information to put in your it's skull. It's about confidence. 131060, what have you achieved with zero training? Give us a call. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy, we've got Dave Thornton filling in. Now, coming up after 4 o'clock, something is washed up on the beach that is worth millions and millions of dollars, uh, but the police need to track it down, and they can't find it. Yeah, it's still out there. Very exciting right now, though. Uh, we are talking about the mountain of death, which is um, what I'm... I mean, <laughs> what a tourist trap. I know. You mean with a name like that? How, can, how, how can, can you resist? resist? I know. Yeah, I know. Completely. Completely. So I signed up for this um, maybe a year ago now, and training has not yet Hold started. On. Did you sign up before you'd done Kilimanjaro? Yeah, because I was going to do it at that time. Oh. And then mum apparently thought the mountain of death wasn't a great idea. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> so, it's so weird. You survive it, and you're like, well, that's not what I paid for. Yeah, it's a mountain of living. I've got a return ticket. Now I've got to buy one. And I I haven't done any training except for one walk that we did back in uh, January. Um, So that's a long time between training walks. And I thought maybe this is just about confidence and maybe I need to go in just thinking that's going to be the thing that sets me (laughs) apart from all the people who perish on the mountain is no training. So I've asked on 131060, what have you achieved with no training? G'day, Megan. Hi, Tommy. How are you going? Yeah, living the dream. Thank you. Um, That's what, good. What did you achieve with no training? So it was actually something to do with you. Um, oh. A few years back, um, you <laughs> couldn't do the half marathon, um, and you got callers to call in that have done half marathons before, and I hadn't done one before. And I said to you, look, I've been training at the gym, but I haven't done a half marathon before, and I'm happy to fill in for you. And you said, sure. And 
I did it for you and I did it in two hours and 20 minutes yes. and that's the thing that I haven't done before, Tommy. Yes, good <laughs> on you, mate. if Meg. I can do that, Tommy, I know you can do this, mate. You just put your heart and your mind to it and I reckon you've got it. Megs, you're the best and thank you for doing that and congratulations <laughs> on finishing it. Um, is yeah, there any you. chance you want to fill in for me again and want to do the uh, man of no, death? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Thanks anyway, appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Meg. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. How are your feelings after that call? Like confidence is going up now? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember that I pulled out of the half marathon, but how wonderful are people? What do you reckon is more difficult, half marathon or the mountain of death? <laughs> <laughs> you know, our uh, Kilimanjaro was six days. Can I just do mountain of passing out, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, every weekend. <laughs> you know, Kilimanjaro was six days we did it in. Yeah. Um, this it's eighteen. This is eighteen to twenty days, and it's just Mate. a long time. Eighteen to twenty, and it's a kilometre higher mm. than the last mountain, mm. and it sounds a lot more treacherous. G'day, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. What did you achieve with no training? Um, so quite a few, quite a few years ago, I um, I competed in the Great Victorian Bike Ride, which is a a uh, 10-day bike ride from Mount Gambier in South Australia all the way down to Geelong um, in Victoria. Wow. How So how roughly how many Ks were you doing a day? Oh, I, look, if I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I can't remember most of it because I was in excruciating pain. Um, <laughs> but, look, it was, we, were, we were riding bikes for, I'd say, about 12 to 14 hours a day um, with maybe a half an hour, 45-minute breaks in between for lunch. Um so, yeah, it was pretty, pretty full on for the uh, full 10 days. And, Taylor, how much riding do you, would you just done on a day-to-day basis before the Great Victorian Bike Ride? Ooh, um, okay, so our teachers at school suggested we do a few practice, I don't know, like uh, in preparation for it. So yeah. our school oval, we'd done, let's say, 10 to 15 laps on a, uh, on a mountain bike. So that's, that's as much, that's as much, uh, practice as we got in. So. Taylor, I would have thought, I mean, bike riding is notoriously hard on the, uh, undercarriage. I would have thought, I would have thought everybody would have been a, a, a blistered, bruised mess by the end of it. Uh, look, that's one word for it. Um, yeah, look, it wasn't wasn't pretty coming off the receiving end, but I do have to admit, look, the legs a few days after were looking like I'd been to the gym for six months straight. So <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't complaining. So yeah, look, if I can, if I can do that, I'm sure you can. Uh, sure you can do this mountain. See, Dave. Thank you, Taylor. Great words of inspiration. No, because it's not called the Death Victorian Bike Ride, is it? <laughs> death Mountain, mate. It's it's a mountain of death. G'day, Julia. Hi. Um, Julia, what did you achieve with no training? So I finished a law and criminology degree without doing a single one of the reading. That's fantastic. Well done. <laughs> uh, essentially, I would guess what um, the lecturers would have as their exams based on what they talked about the most. Yeah. And I would rewrite their essays. Wow. So, so- yeah, I... I got away with it without ever having to do a reading. <laughs> and so what does that mean you are now? What's your job? A lawyer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, do you put that on your business card? Hey, I've no, done no, tra- no training, but I got the paper anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so I would say just work smarter, not harder. So what do you reckon I do in my case? How do I work smarter? 
Um, that's a good question. I'm I'm not the most fit person, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, you could what just, advice to give you? <laughs> you could just lie and say you did it. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. That is smarter, not harder. But then yeah. I've got to go um, in hiding for 18 to 20 days and disappear. And oh. In South America. Yeah, it's in South oh, America. Oh, one, one night away. Carrie <laughs> yeah. and Tommy. That is where you're at for your Monday afternoon or whatever the occasion. Liquorland will bring the drink. Shop in store online and click and collect in 30 minutes. Cheers, Liquorland. Choose to drink wise. Yes, because he's away today. She said she's got a jet skiing trip with the girls booked in, but she will YTG. be back. She will be back tomorrow. Dave Dorn is here filling in. Dorno, we've got heaps uh, still to come, including up next. This is amazing. It's worth literally millions of dollars. It's washed up on the beach, and the cops haven't been able to track it all down, so some of it is out there in the public. We're going to tell you about it next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy for the drive home, but no Carrie today. So we've got Dave Thornton filling in. Are you are you a big fan of like treasure hunts, Thornton? Like when you find that things have been discovered, news stories about things being discovered that yeah. are worth a lot. Do you love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you always think, what would I do if I'd found it? Completely. You know, like you find a million bucks in your backyard, so buried. Yes. But then you're like, who's coming to find this? You leave, you leave your family, you move. Do you? Yeah. That's your... Okay. Yeah, don't you? Start a new life. No. A million bucks can go a long way overseas. But don't you just say you never found anything? That's yeah, probably easier. <laughs> I just want an excuse to leave my family. <laughs> what <What's> family? <laughs> Producer Jay. Just I don't have kids doesn't mean I don't have family. Uh, Isn't that nine months in? Where's Tommy? Just Johnny no sitting at home. Or even more hurtful, they haven't noticed. I come back with a huge beard and gone, it's been a long two years. They're like, did you duck out? Did you dial? <laughs> um, do you know about Shackleton's whiskey? No. So Shackleton's whiskey was one I was always fascinated by. When he had his Antarctic expedition back in 1907, to bolster his team's spirits, he took 20, he ordered 25 cases of this, at the time, very rare whiskey. Of course, that whole expedition went pear-shaped and they got stranded in Antarctica for like a year. Um, a lot of his whiskey was never found. And I've often thought, how cool would it be to go looking for yeah. Shackleton's whiskey? Anyway, three... Um, after a century, can I just stop you and cases. say what a surprise that it was a story about alcohol? It really <laughs> piqued your attention. You wait till I get on to the next one, mate. Okay. <laughs> After a century, three cases um, of the whiskey was perfectly preserved, was discovered frozen underneath his base camp, and so now they've got it in a museum. But it would be worth millions of dollars. Cut to another one that I just came across today. How's this over in the UK? Have we got some? <laughs> Is it London or? Uh, it's just out of there. That'll That's do. fine. That's their anthem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there was uh, there was kilos and kilos of a, a class A drug that was being um, smuggled, they think, from South America, and it was lost in the channel. And um, police were aware that this um, whole cargo load of this drug had been lost, right. and, but they didn't want to put out any notification of it because mm. they hadn't found it yet. And they thought, as soon as we tell everybody it's out there, people are just going to start. <laughs> just boats and boats and yeah. boats start into the channel. Start looking really hard. <laughs> and some of it has started washing up on the Isle of Wight and on the coast of Dorset. Ironic. Oh. Yeah, very ironic for the very, first one. Very. Um, and so they reckon that each one of these parcels, which is kilos in size, is once it's um, onto the street, worth millions of dollars. They said they're keen in particular to talk to one 60-year-old litter picker 
<laughs> who they believe may have picked up one of these parcels and walked off. How good. There's heaps still out there. So everyone, get over to the UK and pick up litter. You know what I've found out about this is mm. the kind of stories, A, that you get attracted to. Yes. And then secondly, that sounds like a great insult you just throw at people. Look at this litter picker. Mm. Litter picker. Have a look at this guy. And why is this litter picker wearing grills? He must be the guy that found the package. This litter pick has been up for three weeks. He's got a, he's got a golden pick. He's picked so much litter. <laughs> he's picked his brains out. He has gone for it. God, he's working fast. He's 60, that bloke. 60? He looks 100. I've got to get into litter. <laughs> he's got to get out of it, to be honest. Here's what I want to know. These are famous stories, right? I've, I found another one. This was um, cigarettes in 2014, a Danish cargo ship. Uh, uh, heading off the northern coast of France. Wait, are these, all the, are these all the dot points from your dream diary? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm manifesting. Lost 500 containers of cigarettes um, worth an estimated $4 million. Yes. Ooh. And then this is a more obscure one. This is um, a, a little kid, an eight-year-old, who on a British beach in 2012 found a chunk of ambergris. Um, do you know what ambergris is? <laughs> no. It is whale vomit. But it's very valuable because it's used to make perfume. And the chunk that this kid found, an eight-year-old, was worth $65,000. Oh, that's oh. probably those whales near the island of White. <laughs> I've gone too hard. <laughs> oh, I've ambergrissed myself. <laughs> I want to know on 131060, have you found something valuable? I mean, if it's on a beach, I'll give you bonus points. But to yeah. be honest... I'll take it anyway. I'll take it if you've found it dug in, in your backyard. <laughs> I, I want to know, is it only these four news stories or have you stumbled across something valuable? You can be anonymous if you don't want your neighbours to know that you <laughs> have to disappear it. from oh, your yeah. family. Oh, yeah. I just found their car and took it for a drive. <laughs> Give us a call, 131060. Have you stumbled across something very valuable? Give us a call. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy, but no Carrie today. We've got Dave Thornton filling in. Yes, and it's tough if you're dating Selena Gomez and she brings out that song. Brutal. Yes. <laughs> we are talking about finding valuable things because um, over in the UK, uh, kilos and kilos of a Class A drug have uh, been lost by someone trying to traffic them at sea and they've started washing up on shore and the police haven't been able to get to them all in time, so people have started picking them up. Each package worth millions of dollars on the street. Hmm. What good, clean fun, I thought. G'day, Jack. <laughs> Hello. Um, Jack, what did you, did you find something valuable? Uh, not quite. Okay. What'd you find? <laughs> I was down the creek. I would have been about 13 years old, yeah. down the creek with my mate. Yeah. We were searching through a little cliff. I found a um, whole bunch of crystals all stuck together. So I, I put them in my mate's lunchbox, walked all the way home, and uh, I was told by my mother that they were actually cat litter all stuck together. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> that walk home, you would have thought you had a oh, fortune. No. Oh, I was, I was so ecstatic. I know it's when you were young, but can you remember what you were picturing on the walk home? Like, were you thinking this is tens of thousands of dollars or Gen I'm going to buy a car? It was that exciting. We even threw my mate's lunch back out in the bush and then kept walking home. We didn't even bother taking the lunch with us. Also, then the next time you've got to have lunch, it's out of the cat litter box. That's, that's it. <laughs> and, and at 13, you'd be like, I don't have to go to school anymore. Yeah. I'm yeah, rich. That's it. I'm done. Yep. 100%. Oh, Jack, I love it. And have you found, is it, a, is it a story that has a happy ending? Have you found anything valuable since? Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt continues. Yeah. Good on you, Jack. Thank you, Thorna. Who you got? 
We've got Amanda here. Amanda, what did you find? I found a piece of meteorite, one metre long and about 60 centimetres, maybe a little bit under thick. Um, and hey, Amanda, we're just going to, sorry, it sounds like an awesome story. We're just going to try and sort your phone line out because I got meteorite and you're sounding like an alien. So we are going to try and come back to you. Jeez, uh, that's a good sell. Yeah, I know. Oh, Meteorites yeah. and aliens. What did it do to you? I'm listening. <laughs> what? No, I mean, because now she sounds like an alien. Are you saying she was an alien the whole time? Oh, yeah, well, she found the meteorite. Yeah. That's where she found it. You mean yeah. She, oh. In space. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool story. That's, Let's see that's, if that's the truth. That's good radio. <laughs> um, Amanda. Yes. Oh, so, I've just gone undercover uh, as a human now. Yeah, Great. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm here. Yeah, okay. What, what happened? You found a meteorite? Yeah, I found a piece of meteorite when I was probably about 17. Yeah. And um, one metre long, about just under 60 centimetres thick. And um, I've been told it's five figures. Well, Amanda, that's big enough that obviously, if it fell out of the sky onto you, it'd kill you. Where, where'd you find it? Um, out the back of Mount Panorama. Oh! <laughs> Imagine a meteorite hitting during the race. That would be yeah. cool. Um, and so, sorry, you, you've heard it's worth five figures. Does that mean you've still got it? Yes, I still have it. Did Don't, you know? Is it fresh? Like, oh, well, when you found it, was it fresh? Do you know? Can like, you figure that out? Steaming or yeah, like. In my mind, it's like when Superman came down to Earth. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So basically what they told me to do was to submerge it to save its um, magnetic kind of sides to it. Yeah. Um, and the scientist that um, inspected it, he said, look, keep it until you're an old woman because that's going to be worth a lot of money. So oh. what if a meteor shower or something happens in, in the meantime and we've all got meteorites? Well, it all depends on the size of them. Oh, yeah. And mine's like the second biggest one they found in Australia. So you know, Second biggest? You know, the, sci- yeah. the scientists that you got, how do you, like once you find it, how do you mm-hmm. even get in contact with someone to come have a look? Well, basically, um, Mount Panorama has part of the old gold rush on it. Yeah. And they have a lot of the scientists there that do, like, all the gemology and everything like that. So I took it to him, and he got a few of his friends to come and have a look at it. And they tested it and everything, and they went, yeah, it's definitely a meteorite. Is, there, cool. is there any chance they didn't know what they're talking about and you've got a charred esky lid? <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely certified, and I've got documentation. Amanda, that's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Best of, best of luck with it. Why don't you have superpowers? Oh, do, do, sorry, Amanda, quickly, do, do you have superpowers? Oh, I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's got the superpowers of some bank from that meeting, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good investment. Yeah. Better than get, crypto. G'day, Ash. Oh, g'day, mate. Um, what did you find? Well, a few years ago, um, <clears throat> I was an Uber driver, and, and I was done for the night, and I was driving home, and on the Monash Freeway, Yeah. There was a very new-looking uh, um, sports bat, so I thought that's a bit odd, and so pulled over about I don't know, probably a kilometre up, ran down. Just I thought maybe who knows. <laughs> I'm also got one of these, you know, um, dreams of finding a, a suitcase full of cash. Of course, but yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't quite that. Um, it had um, a lot of blocks in it which I was too scared to touch, but it also had cash in it. 
So what I thought I do, I said, look, I took the money and I took the the blocks, whatever they were. I was too afraid to even try and find out um, to the cops. To the oh, cops, no. I said, look, I found this, and they said, <laughs> is there anything else in it? I said, no, nah, no, nah, mate, no, this is this was it. I found it. <laughs> yeah. And what were the? Did they tell you what the blocks were? Were they gold? No, 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 mate. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. That it was probably the same stuff that was oh, that drugs. was lost yes. in sea. Yes. Um, but there was there was a lot of money in there. So that, um, there was just under fifty grand. Wow. So Ash, like, if you find a really wallet, you expect someone when there's cash in the wallet, they go here. Mm. You can have the fifty dollars, hundred dollars in the wallet. Thanks for returning it. Or do you take some yeah. off the top? Well, or did the cops at the very least well, go? We don't know whose this is. But, do but, you get a bit? But there's a rule. I'm sure when you hand something into the cops where after a certain amount of time, if it's not claimed, you get it back. Is that right, Ash? Mate, the thing that the, those blocks, they were foiled. They looked like they they shouldn't be possessed. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be in the possession of them because they would have, uh, I, I look again, I didn't have the, the, I wasn't brave enough to check it out, but, um, and I'm not in that, you know, I've never been in, in that kind of stuff. But it did look like someone had got rid of it in a hurry. <laughs> well, next time, Ash, you've got our number now. Carrie <laughs> oh. and Tommy. On your radios and streaming live on the listener app, it's Carrie and Tommy for your Monday Arvo, but no bickers today. So we've got Dave Thornton filling in. Yes, she uh, she called me and she said, I'm so sorry, but I'm very sick. And then I could hear fairground rides in the background. So I don't know. It sounded like she wasn't that crook. But anyway, hopefully she's back tomorrow because we're wishing you the best. Thorno, how is your musical ear? Mine's shocking. Uh, well, uh, look, it's okay, but it sounds like yours is worse. My, mine's so right. good. Are you tone deaf? No. My dad was in a band and stuff, so I grew up around bands and Really? Like yeah. What was his band called? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Absolutely. Uh, originally, it was called Peter Thornton and the Levi's. <laughs> the Levi's. Yeah. I feel like now, I don't know if you can get away with it. Was it an endorsed gig by Levi's? I wouldn't have said, thought so. <laughs> like, this is the 60s in Australia. I don't know if Levi's would have cared Levi's. what they were doing over in Geelong. Yeah. Again. Uh, and, 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 then, then, and what did it change? And then Peter Thornton and the Teen Beats. That sounds <laughs> very illegal. <laughs> well, they were simpler times, Tommy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll put you to the test next. Carrie and Tommy. Carrie and Tommy. Your Monday afternoon. It is Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little. Bickers is away today, so we've got Dave Thornton filling in for us, and I don't even know how to begin explaining this segment anymore. I, I'm actually interested to see you try, though. So, Thorno, do you know anything about this? I'm more confused, I think, when you guys tried to explain a little bit of it off here. Yes, because I think we've been doing it for so long that each minor tweak is not a big thing, but then if you've kind of not heard the game before. Yeah. How we got to this point is anyone's guess. You're joining way down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So originally it was same, same, but spoken. Mm. So and we'd sp- read lyrics and you have to guess what song it's from. Mm. Yeah, okay. But then we had a few different iterations and I guess, well, now we're doing this. Same, same, what? same, same, but A-I-M-N-M. It's me, A-I-M-N-M. And you know what? Dave Thornton and Tommy Little are 
Whatever the occasion, Liquorland will bring the drinks. Cheers. Liquorland, choose to drink wise. Two, so, two quick things about that. Um, right. First, uh, Jesse said there's been a few iterations, like they were just normal. We got to same, same, but sung like you were in a cave at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. Um, <laughs> same, same, but um, farted through a slide whistle, and we would have to guess what song had been farted through a slide whistle. That was a hard whistle. one to record. Yes, and now we've got onto same, same, but um, artificial intelligence as sung in the style of Eminem. And the second thing is that it's sponsored. So not only um, is this segment so weird, but the proud folks at Liquorland are happy to hang their hat on it. <laughs> There's a lot happening and a lot yeah. to unpack, I'm not going to lie. We may have enjoyed a delicious beverage to help celebrate the fact that we were sponsored by such a fantastic sponsor on this show. Amazing. So I'm going to play you a bit of a song that is sung by Eminem, but he is covering a different song. I need you to tell me what oh, that song is. Do you reckon Dave can tell us why we've got him here? Because no one has been able to explain it. What's AI? Oh yeah, artificial intelligence. Yeah, but what is it? Like, what? is my is my phone AI? Isn't it computers that can think for themselves? But is that my phone? Because you know how messages are predictive and yeah, that's true. That, but that feels like yeah, the start of it, doesn't it? But then I guess your phone doesn't work at the same pace that AI does, where you can just go, "Hey, write me," you know, "Equalizer 4, the Denzel Washington action movie. Just give that a read. Oh my god, have you seen three yet? No, no, neither. Deliver that regret. Still be good. <laughs> So, buzz in with your name, tell me the title and the artist of the song that Eminem is singing. Yo, it's me, Eminem. Definitely Eminem. Yo, American accent. Up in the club, we just broke up. I'm doing my own little thing. Decided to dip and now you want to trip because another brother noticed me. I'm up on him, he up oh. on me. Don't pay him any attention. Just Tommy. my tears. Tommy. It is, uh, it's Beyonce single ladies. <laughs> And again, why we don't play the bit that we got Eminem to sing, I will never understand. The AI chooses for itself. No, no, but the AI's done. And then why don't we just cut up the bit of the song that we got Eminem to sing? It's a great question. Yeah. We'll have to and take that it on notice. Every week. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. You know when you said at the top of the rake you've gone well down the rabbit hole? Yeah. I still feel like I'm at the entrance going, okay, so what's this all about? Yeah. Like I'm still, <laughs> just I'm remember, still to even dive just in. Just remember, Liquorland. Okay. <laughs> wonderful. Great people. Song number two. Yo, it's me again, Eminem, for sure. We caught, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never ask you why. We kissed, I fell under your spell. I love no one could oh. deny. Don't you ever say, I just walked away. I will always want you, yeah. I can't live a lot running for my luck. I will always want you. Yeah, I came in like a wrecking ball. I never oh, hit Tommy. so hard in love. <laughs> 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 David, would you like to have a go? <laughs> I'm going to go and live and say it's Wrecking Ball by oh. Marley Cyrus. Oh. <laughs> Once again, not the bit that Eminem sung. <laughs> I'm genuinely now going through, and I think the last time I was in when we tried to play this, it was the same thing. My Spotify list, I realise, is stuff from either the 70s or 90s when I grew up or my kids' songs. Oh, you've, you've gone full dad. Yeah, full dad. Full dad. So now I'm sitting here thinking I couldn't be further what from What are you listening list. to from the 70s? You want me to be honest? Yes. A bit of Bob Dylan. Oh, my God. Fleetwood Mac. They've been great. <laughs> They've been actually getting cranked out. On a Saturday morning, just reading the morning newspaper, listening to that kind of stuff. Do you remember stuff, when mate? we used to go out together all night? Do you remember those days? Dancing to Fleetwood oh, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I feel injured now. Getting home, n- having no sleep and going, oh, chuck some Bob Dylan on. <laughs> all right. One old song number three. 
I should not be left to my own devices. Oh. They come up with prices and vices. I end up in crisis. I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day I'll watch you as you're leaving. Because you're tired of my scheming. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. At T. Oh, it's Tommy. Every- Tommy. Um, it's Taylor Swift anti-hero. It's me. I'm the problem, it's me. Anyway, Bob Dylan's for losers. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you could have kept playing that for an hour and a half. I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> no, you love the music on this station. <laughs> of course. Carrie and Tommy. Around the country for your Monday afternoon, it is Carrie Bickmore and Tommy Little for the drive home. No bickers today, though, so we've got Dave Thornton filling in. Yes, comedian Dave Thornton, fantastic comic, uh, very good friend, and I feel bad because we just played a music game with you and you were no good. <laughs> no, I was dead weight. Yeah, so I wanted to give you a, a chance at redemption. I had um, an idea for a game, and I'll be very honest with you, Carrie hates it. I think it's great, <laughs> but Carrie absolutely hates it. Okay. Now, the idea is Jeez, that- you've sold it in so far. This is great. <laughs> is that we give, um, we both get given a famous artist, okay. but a song that we won't have heard of theirs, and we just have to have a crack at attempting the chorus of the song, because we know the style of the artist. Um, Guy Sebastian got it. Now, what was his uh, artist and title again? It's it was Celine Dion. Question. Yeah, Celine Dion, and the song was so obscure, I can't remember what the title was. Um, maybe, Jazzy, do you remember? I'll just drop this in. Uh, hold on. Yep, go out. Great. When the... now, now, we gave Guy Sebastian a go, and he got it. The artist was Celine Dion, and it was a rare B-side called When the Wrong One Loves You Right, and this was his attempt at a chorus. When the wrong one loves you right. <laughs> Should I, do I sing it like Celine? Yes, yeah, it's Celine. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. Loved it. Yeah. Right. 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 Have a go. Just, right. have a go. Just do it best. When it's so bad that it's good. When he's not the right dude. <laughs> when it's a feeling you can't fight. Yeah, that's what happens when the wrong one loves you, right? Oh. Now, your, your eyes have gone wide. Yeah. <laughs> because it, don't worry, you don't have to be as good as Guy. But you also... But what happens if I am? Yeah. <laughs> could be a new career. <laughs> but also, this might make you feel better because you can't possibly be as bad as Carrie was. <laughs> Rihanna, breaking dishes. <laughs> right. Have a go at the chorus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> solid start. Yeah. Try to work it out. Um, sorry, mate, but if you give this much silence, the backup DJ kicks in. S and M is a similar My kind brain of is, um, umbrella. Ella, Ella, to I'm um, breaking dishes, dishes, it's not dishes. the same. That's what I just I saying. can't do it. I don't want to do it. So that's your low bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you yeah. ready to play? Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, Carrie and Tommy have never heard these songs. Can they get the lyrics or will they get it wrong? Words in a beat they really don't know. It's on to play the game. Let's see how they go. Uh oh, Dave's got his pen and paper out. Oh, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember my vocal exercises. Oh yeah, <clears throat> what was it? Give us a little... unique New York, unique. Me, ma, 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 ma. You ready? Uh, so who's going to take the first song? Um, give it to Thorno. Thorno, your first song is Rihanna. Sell me candy. <laughs> Sell me candy. Yeah. Oh, straight to the pen and paper. Are you, going, are you writing where it's No, nice. I'm just, I've just got to get it down so I can feel the vibe of where it's at. Okay. okay. Have a crack. This is uh, Rihanna's Selling Candy. Now, because I've worked so long in the music industry, Sell I just want to say, yeah, when you're salacious, it moves units. Yeah. Great. I want to see, I want to see Dave Thorne go full salacious. 
No, don't take your shirt off. But it's, in, it's an no. audio menu. Really? Yeah, do your fly well, I do those push-ups <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Sell me candy. I'm so brandy. I'll give you a... Oh, that's enough. That's of the classic that, Rihanna as well. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Good Let's see how close you got. <laughs> it's not bad. Hang on. Is she Randy? Nah, but it sounded like she was Randy. I think it's yeah. a missed opportunity for her. If yeah, I'm absolutely. Honest. She'll yeah, be yeah. back in the booth. Yeah. Re- re- recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, her ears have just twitched from the other side of the world. Oh, Randy wants with candy. Oh, no. What have oh, I done? Oh, my gosh. I've left my phone on loud. That's a mistake. Uh, next song. Uh, your song, Tommy, is Miley Cyrus. Perfect. F.U. Okay, do you, me, do you want me to count you in or what do you want? Yeah, yeah. Give me <laughs> count me in, please. And a one, and a two, and a F you, my boo. You used to be my boo, but now it's F you and F me and F everybody I can see. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Thank you. I didn't know there were stray dogs around the studio. They've all just come <laughs> close by. It's amazing. <laughs> They're randy. <laughs> Are they? Can we have a little Rihanna? Get, get them in the, the, the clip. Get them candy. Uh, how did it go? Should have given it. I should have given it deep, Miley. That's what you wanna do. Like but that. the vibe <laughs> is bang on. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Anything else? No, no Anything compliments else, from my co-host. No, I just, <laughs> just thought it was very good. It was one more compliment than you gave, mate. Hey, that was one more compliment than you gave. Whoa, hey, hey, don't be like that. You're great at radio. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Carrie Vinmore and Tommy Little on socials at Carrie Tommy Show. That podcast with Carrie and Tommy was filled with big laughs and funny moments. And if you're looking to raise a glass to those moments, Liquorland has the drink to match. Shop in store or online and click and collect in 30 minutes. Cheers, Liquorland. Choose to drink wise. Bye. Bye.